it's a pleasure to have Dr. Maggie Banis-Palukowski here with us today for eEZO podcast on intraoperative breast ultrasound. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Maggie Banis-Paluchowski. I am lead of Breast Cancer Center at the University Hospital Schleswig-Holstein in Lübeck, Germany. My primary specialty is gynecological oncology, which in Germany includes breast cancer treatment. I specialize in breast surgery, particularly in reconstructive and oncoplastic surgery. I am also a certified breast ultrasound teacher and organize breast ultrasound workshops. My research focus is surgical treatment of the breast and axilla, currently mostly within the AXANA trial, and look at biopsy in oncology. Thank you, Maggie, for joining us. So the first question that we have today is why do we need localization techniques? During the first years of breast surgery, specific localization techniques were obviously unnecessary because breast cancer was usually treated by mastectomy and most tumors were quite large. However, in the 80s, when breast conserving surgery has first been introduced and then became mainstream and an accepted technique and became increasingly popular, and at the same time breast cancers became smaller due to mammography screening, we needed to find ways to localize the tumors that were not clinically apparent, they were not palpable, uh, but only visible upon imaging. One of the oldest localization techniques is wire or needle-guided localization that actually to this day remains gold standard in many countries. This technique means that someone, usually radiologists, but sometimes surgeons themselves, examine the patient shortly before surgery and they put a wire through the tumor under imaging guidance. This procedure is usually performed on the morning of surgery, but sometimes, uh, in some hospitals, it's preferred to do this on the day before surgery for logistical reasons. This technique, the wire-guided localization, has obviously several disadvantages. Um, it is invasive, so it might cause some patient discomfort. The wire may dislocate, but most importantly, you always need to plan the procedure in the surgery, and the timing is very important uh, because you cannot localize this tumor, let's say, one week before surgery. Um, and this is why looking for new localization techniques became focus of many researchers worldwide. Currently, there are many wire-free localization techniques that require a small marker being placed in the tumor that can be detected using a special probe during surgery. These markers use different mechanisms. For example, magnetic seeds can be detected using a magnetic probe, um, and for radar reflector chips, we use radar probes, and there are also radiofrequency-based markers. Beyond that, radioactive seeds are very popular in some countries, like in the United States or in the UK or in the Netherlands, but for example, they are not permitted to use in Germany and some other countries due to radiation protection laws. All these markers have the advantage that you don't have to synchronize um, the localization procedure with surgery, because the marker placement can be performed days, weeks or even months before the surgery, so it makes timing of surgery very flexible. So far, there have been several uh, randomized clinical trials comparing these techniques, uh, particularly the radioactive seeds and the radio-guided um, occult localization, which is another technique that requires placement of a radioactive um, fluid into the tumor with wire-guided localization. And these trials and the meta-analyses that we have have shown that the techniques are quite comparable in terms of 
successful localization and um, re-excision rates. But having said that, none of these techniques allows a direct visualization of the tumor during surgery. So this is why there have been several trials um, to explore the possibility to use ultrasound during the surgery. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, how to perform intraoperative ultrasounds? I personally love this technique and have been a huge fan for many years. Obviously, you need ultrasound equipment in the operating room. And of course, it should be a machine that allows you to perform ultrasound with um, sufficient quality. And the linear transducer we use during surgery is actually very similar to the one we use at the diagnostics department. The nurse puts the transducer into a sterile plastic cover and it's very important that there must be enough gel between the transducer and the cover. The surgeon looks then for the tumor using sterile gel and visualizes um, the tumor upon ultrasound. At this time, I recommend to switch off the light at the OR so that the, the conditions are as similar as possible to the ones we have during diagnostic ultrasound. Then, having found the tumor, you can mark the skin using a sterile pen. Um, I always try to visualize the tumor in its largest dimension in the middle of the screen and then mark the skin on both sides of the transducer. Then I rotate the transducer 90 degrees and again visualize the tumor and again mark the skin so that in the end there is a cross on the skin. Then I remove the tumor and every now and then I can visualize the tumor during excision so that I always know that the tumor is in the specimen that I am removing and I can also visualize the margins during excision. And this is actually one of the most important advantages of intraoperative ultrasound because on the one hand, I can spare healthy tissue and on the other, I can perform re-excision immediately, knowing in which exact direction the margins are close. Then after removing the tissue, I perform specimen ultrasound and check the margins. For this step, you can either use sterile gel or the so-called immersion technique, which means putting the specimen into water and using water as coupling medium. And what can you tell us about the available evidence about intraoperative ultrasounds? So far we have three randomized trials comparing intraoperative ultrasound with wire-guided surgery. Importantly, patients in the intraoperative ultrasound arm did not receive any additional localization, so the surgeons relied on intraoperative ultrasound only. The oldest study is from 2002 and has been conducted in the Netherlands. Then we have one conducted recently by Jürgen Hoffmann and Markus Hahn in Germany and another very large trial with over 500 patients from China. These trials have shown that it is significantly more likely to achieve negative margins if intraoperative ultrasound is used compared to wire-guided localization. In 2021, a meta-analysis by colleagues from the UK comparing different techniques demonstrated that intraoperative ultrasound can decrease positive margin rates compared to the use of wire and, importantly, this difference was statistically significant. Uh, in the last months, uh, I myself have worked with Markus Hahn on a meta-analysis comparing intraoperative ultrasound and wire-guided localization in non-palpable cancer that we have recently submitted and we came to identical conclusions as our colleagues from the UK. I see, very clear. But what about any potential problems of performing an intraoperative ultrasound? 
This is a very important question because you should always start slowly. I would not recommend uh, using intraoperative ultrasound as the only localization technique if you are not very experienced in breast ultrasound. So for those colleagues who do not perform breast ultrasound um, on a routine basis, it might be quite difficult and challenging to localize small tumors in the operating room because the conditions, frankly, are not as perfect as in the diagnostic department. So sometimes, um, even if you switch off the lights, it's not as um, dark as you are used to. And of course, there is this plastic cover between the transducer and the skin. And um, usually the machine that you will have in the operating room um, will not be as high end as the one that you have in the diagnostics department. So you have to consider, consider all these factors. In case of very small tumors, um, it might be quite challenging to uh, visualize them during the surgery. So in these cases, uh, I would opt for a wire guided localization or any other localization technique because the intraoperative ultrasound might not be as reliable as it is usually um, is. For the first surgeries that you perform with the intraoperative ultrasound, it might be um, quite uh, sensible to use intraoperative ultrasound as an additional technique. So let's say you uh, put a wire or any other form of marker that you usually use but you also use intraoperative ultrasound as an additional technique, just to check if you would have found the tumor using intraoperative ultrasound only. So this might be a good idea to start like this. And of course, very important, uh, you have to have access to your ultrasound machine during the whole surgery. So in case um, that you share the ultrasound equipment with another department, for example, anesthesia, um, it might lead to a situation that you want to start the operation, but your machine is not there because the colleagues from the anesthesia are putting a central uh, IV. So this shouldn't happen because it would mean that the patient cannot be operated and you have to wait until the ultrasound equipment is available. Another aspect that you have to take into account are the changes that might occur uh, with regard to the sonomorphology between um, the day that you have seen the patient in the diagnostic departments and the day of surgery. Uh, for example, in Germany, we prescribe uh, endocrine preoperative therapy for three to four weeks in some patients. And during this time, although this is a very short treatment, um, the sonomorphology may change and the tumor may become smaller. So it is highly recommendable that uh, you or the surgeon sees the patient shortly before surgery it might be the morning of surgery or the day before, just to check if the tumor is reproducible and can be visualized during surgery. In case of patients who had small or large hematoma following biopsy, um, it may also happen that you confuse the hematoma for the tumor and um, you can visualize the hematoma perfectly in the diagnostics department, but when the patients present for surgery, three weeks later, she doesn't have a hematoma and you can't really see the lesion. So in such cases, you have to be cautious. We actually talk a lot about intraoperative ultrasound during my breast ultrasound workshops. And I always um, try to encourage surgeons to do this either as an additional technique because it just makes you better and it helps you to visualize the tumor three-dimensionally. And we know that it can reduce positive margin rates. So it is highly recommendable. Um, and of course, in case of surgeons who are experienced uh, breast sonographers, it might be uh, even possible that they forego wire guidance or um, any other form of uh, marker. 
placement and um, just rely on interpretive ultrasound alone. And for this, I usually recommend starting with tumors that are 10 to 15 millimeters so that you can visualize them perfectly using ultrasound. Do not start with very small tumors and please do not start with, with clips only because they are really challenging to find sometimes and it might be hard to do this in the operating room. And our final question today is, uh, what about intraoperative ultrasounds in palpable lesions? Thank you for this question. Um, indeed, some surgeons do prefer using intraoperative ultrasound as an addition to palpation-guided surgery in patients with palpable tumors. Um, considering the evidence, there have been three randomized controlled trials comparing intraoperative ultrasound and palpation-guided surgery. Um, two of them were quite small and they have been conducted in India. And the most important trial on this issue um, has been performed in the Netherlands. And this was the COBALT trial. Uh, so patients had palpable breast cancers and they were randomized to either intraoperative ultrasound or palpation only. And this was a very nice trial with a, um, a quite complex design because the colleagues have looked at different aspects and they had different endpoints. And they could show that the positive margin rate can be reduced if you use intraoperative ultrasound. And this was highly significant. But very importantly, they could also show that the uh, amount of tissue that you remove is higher if you don't use intraoperative ultrasound. So apparently, um, if we guide our surgery by uh, palpation only, we do remove excessive tissue, healthy tissue that we could spare if, you use, um, if we use intraoperative ultrasound. So this was a very important aspect. And looking at cosmetic outcomes, they could show that they were better if intraoperative ultrasound was used. Um, partly this difference was due to more mastectomies in the palpation-guided surgery arm. So yes, there is a rationale for using intraoperative ultrasound in palpable breast cancer as well. I hope you liked this podcast. Um, thank you for choosing this topic and goodbye. Thank you so much, Maggie, for being here with us today. Please remember to check out the other EEZO podcasts on breast cancer and breast cancer surgery.